0: Listener
1: production. A few months ago, we introduced you to a guy sticking up for renters. Sticking up for renters in a very droll, funny, TikTok kind of way.
2: Hello, welcome back to Shit Rentals of Melbourne with your host Purple Pingers. Today we're in Melton South for $350 bucks a week. It really is just a mould house. It looks kind of like the landlord has buried the bodies of all the previous tenants in the roof and now they're kind of leaking through to the ceiling. At least that's what I thought until I saw the cupboard. So maybe they were just keeping the tenants in there before they moved them to the roof.
1: So that's Geordie Vandenberg, also known on TikTok as Purple Pingers. And those reviews of rental ads were quite funny, but there was a real serious side to it. Landlords and real estate agents had taken advantage of... A really strong rental market to list homes in horrifying, unhealthy condition at exorbitant prices. So, he started the fight there with those TikTok reviews, which was, you know, funny, kind of fun and useful. But now he's taken the fight to a whole nother level. Just under a week ago, he launched a review website and it's a simple but quite a clever idea and this could actually be a game changer.
2: This shouldn't exist. This is stupid that this has to exist. This is also like the real estate agency Peak Bodies' job. Like they should be the ones calling out their bad agents. I shouldn't have to do that.
1: That's Geordie Vandenberg, aka Shit Rentals, aka Purple Pingers, aka the founder of ShitRentals.org. I'll interview him in just a moment. First, here are today's big headlines.
0: G'day, it's Jan Fran here. It is Thursday the 28th of September and we are starting with a jump in inflation. So the consumer price figure for the 12 months to August came in at 5.2% yesterday. Uh, That is up from 4.9%. So the reason why this is somewhat significant is because it does go against the trend somewhat. Inflation has been coming down from a peak of 8.4%, which is what we hit late last year. Um, It's gone up mostly because of a spike in petrol prices, mortgage holders probably clenching their... Respective butt cheeks, hoping it doesn't mean that the Reserve Bank is going to raise interest rates because they watch inflation like hawks.
1: Well, that's what it's all about. So yeah, petrol prices are something we can't control. And so there is a core inflation number which strips out petrol prices, and that is still going down. So that's a good thing. The consensus amongst the big banks about interest rates going forward is that they won't raise them next month off the basis of this increase. But there's a very big chance they will in the November meeting. So they're all looking like one more interest rate rise before the end of the year, and then that will be the peak of interest rates before they eventually start coming down at the back end of next year. So still a nervous time Mm -hmm. if you are in debt. But if you're not, great, because it puts downward pressure on property prices and um, means that your savings are getting a higher rate of return. And the process was messy, but Jacinta Allen is Victoria's new Premier.
0: I pledge to continue to work incredibly hard, as I have done each and every day. I have had the honour to represent my community of Bendigo East, the community where I live.
1: So there it is. That's Victoria's second ever female Premier, taking over from Dan Andrews. And a guy I'd never heard of, called Ben Carroll, will become the new deputy. And Jen, that's where it got a bit messy.
0: It did get a bit messy. They mm. ended up being a bit of a factional head-to-head. So Jacinta Allen's from the left faction of the Labor Party. Mm. Initially, uh, it was touted that the treasurer, Tim Palace would become her deputy. What happened, though, was Ben Carroll, who is from the right faction of the party, uh, put his hand up for the premiership. Mm. Now, when that happens, if you have two people contesting for the premiership, you have to then go to a vote not just from the caucus but from Labor Party members as well, and that means it could take up to a month, maybe more. Mm. Clearly, they didn't want that to happen. They wanted to announce who the next premier was, ASAP. It looks like a concession's been made where Jacinta Allen's gone, okay, right, we won't do that, but what about if you become my deputy? And that's what's happened. So we've got someone from the left faction as the premier and from someone from the right faction as the (laughs) deputy.
1: So potentially two people running the show that don't like each other and now a party room that's not that happy with each other either.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there would be people from the left faction who were not happy. That We could expect that. I think there mm. was an unnamed MP who called, you know, what Ben Carroll did an absolute act of terrorism, which is like, <laughs> okay, that that sounds a bit harsh there. Um, but, yeah, the idea is that Dan Andrews had a very sort of unified party and this is a slight departure from that. The other side of the coin, though, is that, well, maybe you shouldn't, you know, uh, announce premieres with having decided everything already behind the scenes and knowing how it's going to work out. I don't know, maybe some spice is good.
1: Well, people are saying we don't want a Dan 2.0 where he had too much power. And so having a deputy from the other side of the party actually could bring more balance, uh, accountability and a greater range of inputs to that Mm. high level of decision making. So it might be messier, but it might be a good thing in democratic terms.
0: Well, look, let's see what this team brings to the premiership. Dan Andrews was in there for nine years. He was 13 years as Labor leader. He's got. They've got big shoes to fill. Uh, I was hearing someone say uh, yesterday, don't try and fill Dan Andrews' shoes. They're too big. <laughs> Just make your own shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so is the debt, which will be difficult. Um, I heard this really interesting term this week called the glass cliff. So have you ever heard of it? No. So it's where we've heard of the glass ceiling where um, women are blocked from getting to a certain level of leadership, um, especially in corporations or politics. So this is an idea of um, a woman is given the job when it's all about to fall off a cliff. Right, okay. Basically a hospital pass. And given that Victoria has the highest level of debt of any state and that it's heading for some big challenges and she's going to have to carry the can for a lot of that... This could be a serious hospital pass or or a glass cliff here. It's happened to other premiers before where they've had to take over when the government's pretty much on its last legs.
0: And more news with Qantas. The chairman, Richard Goiter, has faced off with some fiery senators and refused to step down. So this is a guy who's been in the firing line now that Alan Joyce is gone. Um, Here he is being challenged by Labor's Tony Sheldon in a Senate inquiry yesterday.
2: I'm not aware of any part of the Qantas workforce that actually wants you to stay. Is there anyone else that actually (laughs) supports you continue on as the chairman of the board?
1: Right now... The major shareholders on the board feel that I'm the best person to chair the board, to navigate us through the current situation we've got. Wow. Mm. I love that. That was awkward.
0: No one wants you to stay. It's like, well, shareholders want me to stay.
1: Yeah, but drill into the detail, major shareholders. So Mm. um, the retail shareholders um, who are represented through the Shareholders Alliance Um, they've said, we don't want you to stay. So the smaller shareholders are saying, we want you to go. Mm. The pilots union are saying, we want you to go. I imagine a lot of angry Qantas customers want him to go. So, you know. Whose
0: opinion matters in this situation? Which
1: stakeholders matter? And I think this goes to the core of the whole Qantas problem. Alan Joyce made shareholders happy as well Mm. because he cut costs and improved profitability. But he pissed off the customers And they are a very important stakeholder. And I think that's what's been the main conclusion out of this whole Qantas saga is that shareholders are only one group of stakeholders. You've got to keep the customers happy as well or your social Mm licence starts to get eroded.
0: Some mixed messaging here because uh, Vanessa Hudson, who is the CEO who took over from Alan Joyce, one of the first things she did was apologise to customers. Mm. So that suggests that she's, you know, Customers are very important. They're putting them right at the top. Richard Goyder here has basically come out, you know, what, what he's saying here is that essentially is that shareholders are the most important stakeholders.
1: Mm. Let's see how long that lasts. All right, Jan, I'll catch you later. I'm about to get mired in shitrentals.org.
2: Welcome back to Shit Rentals of Melbourne today. We're in Richmond. Right off the bat, I really like how we start off with, hey, there's an option for a six-month lease available. And then just a bit further down, it's like, actually, you, it's 12 months.
1: So from those TikTok videos to a game-changing website, shitrentals.org, could Purple Ping be onto a winner? Uh, it launched just under a week ago. And there are already over 500 reviews of agents and 500 reviews of properties. And those numbers are going to keep going up when he gets time to actually review and post them. So I'll read you some of the reviews already. Here's one about a well-known agent in Brunswick. Incredibly unprofessional. Expect everything from long waits to straight up gaslighting from these agents. Had a very stressful experience overall. Would never rent with them again. Um, One from Lilydale, also in uh, Victoria promise help to your face, rude, arrogant, dismissive behind your back. Um, Here's one about a property on the northern beaches of Sydney. We weren't allowed to flush toilet paper down the toilet. Another one from Wollongong. There was mold, cracks in the walls, the doors were off the ground, so massive spiders and even a snake got inside. (laughs) So all of these reviews list the agency and the property, and then give a review as well as a rating. And the ratings are of course, Brutal and very handy if you want to avoid a shit rental. Geordie, thanks for joining us again on the briefing. Thanks for having me back, Tom. I didn't think we'd be getting you back on so soon, but stuff is moving fast in um, shit rentals world. I think so. Especially for those agents who are getting um, named and shamed. So we've gone from funny TikToks to something that looks like quite a powerful tool, this website, this review system you launched less than a week ago. So how did this
2: all happen? So I was doing my stupid little videos. Um, (laughs) but ultimately I couldn't do everyone justice. There were so many submissions coming in. There's so many terrible properties. And I think it's not fair to have to have, you know, a white dude be the voice of everyone. So I wanted to give everyone their own voice and kind of let other renters know what's up, what's happening in certain addresses and at certain agencies and give a chance to everyone to speak up instead of just me, and also I couldn't get to them all.
1: Yeah, well the scale is much bigger with this website. You know, I don't know how many of those TikToks you could turn around in a day. has no, got no, <laughs> without um, melting your own brain. But you've already within a week got 500 reviews of agents and 500 reviews of properties in just one week. So. You know, that gives a sense of where this is going. This will quickly get into the thousands, maybe tens of thousands, if you can manage the process. So let's go into that. How does the site actually work?
2: We literally actually just changed it over last night. So there's well over a thousand reviews in total. Um, wow. I just haven't reviewed them all because it, it's a manual process of me reviewing them. But, you know, we've just added features like you can review places and agencies in um, New Zealand. You can upload photos and stuff if you want to, you don't have to. But how it works is there's a form submission. You submit your stuff in there. You can't submit any names and stuff. So if there are names, then they'll be removed. And then it validates your email address. And then once that happens, then I review the the entry and see, you know, is there anyone's name in here? Because that's not really appropriate. We're reviewing properties and agencies, you can say you had a bad experience with an agent, but you can't say, you know, like Cheryl from this agency Mm. because that's not particularly fair. And then, yeah, once it's reviewed, it goes live and then agencies can reach out to me if they disagree. And I've had a few disagree. um, Then I'll go speak to the renter and see if their disagreement is fair. Like there was one review where a renter put in details of the property and how the agency reacted. And then the agency responded being like, well, this is actually a shit tenant and you don't know the whole story and then mm. all of this information, including her full name, address, mobile number, all that kind of stuff, not in line with the privacy principles whatsoever. And then was like, you know, this person's a terrible person. It was like, that has nothing to do with the review. The review said these things were broken and you didn't fix it. So mm. don't know why you're trying to trash this person to me.
1: But you didn't let that review through from the no, no I
2: didn't let, I haven't let their response through. I was like... You know, if you want to address the actual review, address the actual review and I'll give the ch- tenant a chance to respond to your you know, your site.
1: In public, so is that how it will work? Agents can actually refute the points made if they're reasonable and that will go mm. up on the site?
2: Yeah, yeah, so I'll do an agency response section as long mm. as it's reasonable and as long as the tenant has a chance to respond.
1: Okay, so some interesting words you've been using. One of them is fairness, um, one is privacy. So obviously there are some considerations you want to be mm. responsible in the way you do this because the whole mm. thing you're pitching here is more ethical behavior right mm. in this At rental the end market of the day, yeah absolutely okay. so tell us more about this review process on your end people send in their review then you have to review it to check what mm. you're not going to defame someone in in the legal sense what are you looking into there you, I know you've you've studied law you understand this stuff so what are you looking
2: out for to make sure this is
1: fair ethical and legal
2: yeah, so at the moment, um, with respect to all the, the, the legal side, I think it's a massive risk for me because, you know, if a company is less than 10 people or whatever, mm. um, they can sue me for defamation. And if it's more than 10 people, it's injurious falsehood, but they'd have to prove malice, blah, 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 legal stuff. I think the risk to me is far less than the benefit to tenants in the long run. So. Like, I don't have that much money. If they want to sue me, that's fine. I feel like I'm helping people. If I'm not, then let me know. Um, As long as you're not a landlord or a real estate agent, I don't care about your opinion. Yeah, so I'm looking, you know, is there a racist comment in there that's not going to get submitted if it is? Is there, you know, yeah, an agent's name? Is there something that's objectively not relevant to the review? I'm trying to balance it with, you know, I don't want to be the arbiter of what's fair feedback. So Mm. I'm kind of light on everything else except the names and the racism and the sexism kind of stuff.
1: And is it true that real estate agents have their own version of this for tenants where they review tenants?
2: Yeah, so I'll read you a quote from the Victorian Law Reform Commission. So this was in 2006. Since then there's been some regulations and stuff, but they're still relevant.
1: So you're talking about a database that, the real estate agent industry has on tenants?
2: Yeah, so there's many. So right, um, because there's a private companies, there's always going to be some competition. There's, you know, the federally available ones and some of them are regulated depending on the state that you're in. Things like TICA and NTA, I think, is the other one or whatever. There's some there's some big ones. And in Victoria, if you're on that register, there's it's regulated. You have to know why you're on the register. You have to have a, you know... Um, you can only be on there for three years and stuff, but there's other ones.
1: So bad tenants' registers, basically. Pretty much. People you shouldn't rent to.
2: Yeah, And now we're exactly. balancing it out with people you shouldn't rent from. Exactly. But the thing is, the tenants don't know, often don't know that they're on those registers. So yeah, here's a quote from the Victorian Law Reform Commission. At present, allegations contained in adverse database listings need not be substantiated or proven by the reporting real estate agent or landlord. The lack of regulation of the content of listings can potentially result in tenants being listed for reasons which are not related to their tenancy history, for example, on the basis of a personal disagreement rather than a breach of their tenancy agreements.
1: Right. So they can list whoever they want on their bad tenants register.
2: Often what they say in the comment is, see agent. And it's like, mm. then they're just going to badmouth them when you call the agent. So
1: so you're doing the same for tenants. What's What we can see is the first time ever? No one's done this before?
2: I think there's been quite a few attempts. Um, the problem has been, you know, the twofold, a profit incentive, um, which is, you know, you're trying to profit from people who don't have money and that's wrong. Um, these people are struggling and that's kind of why your product exists. Um, mm. I'm not trying to do that. I'm never going to try profit from tenants. I just want to help. And the second aspect is volume of submissions. So previously... I don't think tenants saw that, you know, this was a housing crisis. Right now, it's a problem. People are talking about it. So people feel kind of a, a bit more empowered. Also, I don't have a problem with the amount of volume at the moment. There's almost too much coming in.
1: Yeah. So the volume's important because you won't bother going on there if you if you think there's zero chance of the property you're about to rent being reviewed or the agency that you're about to rent from being reviewed but once you sort of head into the thousands or tens of thousands Mm. it'll be worth your time checking shitrentals.org to see if the person you're dealing with is listed
2: yeah exactly exactly it's like it's got to be useful
1: you got to wonder like looking at the response you've had you know you've already Mm. reviewed and posted 500 for agents 500 properties you say there's Mm. double that coming through already that you've still got to get to and post on the site yeah i don't don't know about double but there's a lot more (laughs) so that's a lot of a lot of traction in a week Mm. do you see this sort of getting into the tens of thousands
2: i think there's potential i think if the submissions kind of follow my wherever my demographics of followers lie and i think there's a bit of trust there i know and we know that the problem is in regional areas as well it's in you know areas which don't follow purple pingers on tiktok um Mm. it's in new zealand it's all over but at the moment like doing some like you know there's there's places like in Shepparton and stuff like that and kind of regional areas. But if you look at how many Brunswick submissions there are, for example, there's a lot. Um, Okay. So so if you're in Brunswick, it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Check it out. If you're renting in Brunswick and you're about to move, check check the shitrentals.org because your place might be on there. Do you think this wouldn't need to
1: exist if we made some simple legal changes around tenancy?
2: Yeah, exactly. Like this like this shouldn't exist. This is stupid that this has to exist. This is also like the, the real estate agency p- peak bodies' job. Like they should be the ones calling out their bad agents, mm. like the REIV, the RAA, REI, whatever state you're in. Like it's their <laughs> job to call out bad agents. I shouldn't have to do that. Also, we have already like, you know, tenancy registers. And we have in Victoria a rental provider non-compliance register, which is useless because it just says, you know, the address and then doesn't say what happened there or whatever. It's just like, "Mm, this had a VCAT hearing, they didn't comply. And then we had to do other orders and stuff like that. So, like, it's the government's job and it's the REI whatever's job as well. I shouldn't be doing this, but... We wouldn't have to do this if we had appropriate tenants protections that weren't just like words on a piece of paper that aren't ever enforced because it requires a renter to be their own rental cop, which you can't do when there's such a massive power imbalance. Great to speak to you, Geordie. Thank you. Thanks, Tom.
1: That was Geordie Vandenberg from shitrentals.org. I think he's really started something here. If this continues to grow at the pace that it's grown in the first week, There will be tens of thousands of reviews on this site and it will be worth people's time checking it out. It just depends if it gets to that scale and if it gets enough, um, I guess, notoriety. Hopefully it could also make agents think twice about what they're doing and, and I guess encourage or force them to do a better job and to be more ethical. He's really onto a big generational wave of discontent here. More and more young people feel like they could be renters for life and are waking up to the fact that they're being taken advantage of. Uh, He's capturing that rage and with some clever use of fairly simple technology putting power back in the hands of renters. Listener